Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the College Cookery Podcast. Today, what we're going to be making is Dutch pancake, or as I like to call it, an oven pancake. This is a really simple recipe, and I, it's, it's one of my favorite breakfast foods, so I hope you enjoy. It's also very simple to follow. All you're going to need is a baking dish. I am using a 9x13 glass dish, but if you have make more of this, you might need a more dishes, and if you make a smaller amount, you can use a smaller dish. But it needs to have high rims, and like I said, for this one, we're using a 9x13. For this recipe, you're going to use six eggs, one and a half cups of milk. I use skim milk, but any kind will work, and one and a half cups of flour. And for that, we just use all purpose flour. So for this recipe, one egg is about equal to one serving. So if you want to increase it or decrease it, the ratio for the ingredients is a serving is one egg, about a quarter cup of milk, and about a quarter cup of flour. And that's all you're going to need. You're also going to need a stick of butter or margarine. And if you don't have a stick, that's about a half a cup. But four ingredients. And then you're also going to want something to top it off as well. I typically use lemon juice and powdered sugar. But you can do any combination you want. Just find what you like best. So you're going to be using your oven, and we'll talk about what you preheated at once the recipe starts. One final thing you need to note, though. For this recipe, I will be using a blender. Now, if you don't have a blender handy, or if it's really small, what you can try to do is you can use a bowl with a spatula, and you're going to want a whisk as well. But... I have never tried it with that, but it should be quite easy. It'll just take a little bit more time. But if you have access to a blender, that is your best option. But with that all set out, let's go ahead and start making a Dutch pancake. All right, so for this recipe for Dutch pancake, or sometimes called an oven pancake, first thing we're going to want to do is get our pan out. So if you are changing the servings, like if you're making this with fewer eggs and a smaller serving, or if you're doing a bigger serving, you'll want to use a different pan. But for this recipe, I'm using about six eggs. So the great size for this is a 9 by 13 pan, and I have a glass one. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to start your oven you're going to want it about 425. And if your oven's a little runs a little cool, you want to turn it up, etc., etc. Just kind of have, know your oven, but turn it on to 450. And what you're going to want to do while that's warming up is take your pan, like I said for this one we have a glass 9 by 13 pan, and you're just going to put however much butter it is. For this recipe, we're using a half a cup of butter. So you can measure out a half a cup of butter or margarine if it's in a tub. But what I usually do is just take a stick of butter and put it in your pan. Because a stick of butter is about half a cup. So your oven doesn't have to be hot for this. While your oven's still warming up, go ahead and put your pan with the butter in it inside. This This will allow your butter to melt while the oven is warming up. So... We put it in, and we can just keep an eye on it. It'll take a few minutes, which is exactly what we need to start the next thing. So this is really simple. 
right here, I have a blender. And if you don't have a blender, that's fine. I've never made it without a blender. But you should very easily be able to do so. But keep in mind that if you don't have a blender, you're going to have to mix it by hand, and you're going to need a large bowl. If you mix it by hand, you're going to want to have a spatula to scrape the sides, cut up the eggs and everything. But you're also going to want to make sure you have something like a whisk. That allows air to get into the batter and will help it get incorporated. Because if you have air in there, it makes it lighter and fluffier, which is what we want. So first thing is first. We're just going to take our eggs and we're going to crack them and pop them into the whatever we're mixing them. So for this recipe, for this serving, we're going to use six eggs. And if you have more, you got more, unless you have less. The rule I have written down for this is for every serving you want to make, for every serving you want, you want about one egg. So since I'm using six eggs in this recipe, this is going to be a good serving for about six people. That's four. Put the last two in. Make sure, as always when you're cracking your egg, if you have a hard surface, like this blender I'm using has a glass top. So with glass, it cracks eggs really easily. And with something like plastic, like a mixing bowl I usually use is plastic. And that makes it a little harder to crack eggs, but no matter what you're cracking it on, just make sure you crack the outer shell, but try not to hit it too hard because the harder you hit your eggs, the more likely you might be to get eggshell in there. And if eggshell falls in, just pick it out, but you want to try to not have any eggshells in there because that's not a good surprise. It shouldn't hurt you, especially blended up, but it's not going to taste great or have a great texture. So we've added our six eggs, and we're just going to wash our hands to get all rest of the eggs off. And our next thing we're going to add, going to add the milk. So for this six egg recipe, we're going to use about a cup and a half of milk. And I'm just using skim milk. You can use whole milk, any kind of milk. I would suggest not using buttermilk because that's a lot thicker. But have skim milk. I'm going to need another gallon because I just ran out of that one. Cup and a half of milk. And obviously if you have more eggs and a bigger serving, you're going to add proportional milk. And if you have fewer, you're going to add less. So the ratio we have here, it's the same for both flour and milk. For every egg, you add about a quarter of a cup of milk. So every serving is going to have about a quarter of a cup of milk, about a quarter of a cup of flour, and about one egg. So we just use that ratio for any size of serving size we want. So that's our cup and a half of milk. And our last ingredient 
going to just be a cup and a half of flour. And what I'm going to do is only use one measuring cup. I'm going to do three half cups. So this isn't necessarily the most precise. If it's a little over, it's okay. If it's a little under, that's okay also. Pop that in. Then is the last little bit of flour. So you can add separately or together. Normally you want to add it separately, but I just added them all together. We're going to put that on and we're going to, if you are making this, mixing this by hand, you're probably going to want to add all the eggs and whisk them together before you start adding the milk and flour. But the blender shouldn't really matter. Now, with using a blender, you want to make sure the lid is completely on and you want to make sure that you have the lid on, everything's closed. And everything's sealed. You don't want stuff splashing out because that makes a mess. So I have that on. We're just going to hit the button after we plug it in. Got to plug it in, and then you're going to hit the button. And you're just going to want to let that sit for about a minute or so. Let that get mixed up. So after it's been running for a for about a minute or so, we're going to stop it, and I'm going to take a spoon and scrape off the edges, make sure we have all of the stuff mixed in together, because we don't want to have chunks of flour or chunks of egg left over, because then it messes up the mixture, and it's not as even throughout. So we're going to go ahead and stop the mixture for a second. Just going to grab a spoon pop the lid off. And what you're going to see, you're mixing it by hand. This will take longer, obviously. But you're going to see it almost, it almost looks like a smoothie. But you don't want to drink this because that is about a third raw eggs, which is not good for you. Just scrape it off, scrape off the sides. If you see any clumps of flour, knock those off and let them get incorporated. But it just looks like a yellow smoothie almost. So we're going to tap this spoon off. We're going to keep it for a second. Tap it off. We're going to set it on a paper towel. We're going to run the blender again. And while we're doing that, we're going to go ahead and put our ingredients up because we have everything out already. This is a really simple ingredients list. So while you're mixing this in the blender or you're mixing it by hand, you're getting all the ingredients mixed up together. And if you're using a whisk, you're getting little bits of air in there also. That'll keep the mixture having more of a lighter and fluffier texture, which is what we're going to want. So if you just mix it together, you're going to have little bits of air. But if you use a whisk, whisks are specifically designed to help incorporate air and bring and help make stuff more fluffy and light. And that's what we want for this. So if we stop our blender again, we open it up, 
and we see it's almost it's pretty much completely mixed through. Everything looks nice and clear. There's a little bit of flour on the sides, but that's not going to be too big of a deal. And just scrape it off. And if you're mixing this by hand, I don't know how long this will take. It'll probably take you several minutes. But once you start to get this light orange creamy color, once you hit that, that means you're pretty much done. You just want to make sure everything is completely mixed together because you don't want to have little lumps of flour because that'll taste weird. You also don't want to have little lumps of uh, egg because then you just taste egg. So if we look at our oven, our oven's still heating, but if we look inside, our butter is almost completely melted. There's still a little bit, but let's check our temperature. All right, our temperature is almost there. So what we need now, we just have to wait for the oven and the butter. So this is a good time. If you use a blender, go ahead and rinse everything off and you can go ahead and clean stuff too. We're going to rinse this off and I will clean it later, but you want to rinse off any residue because that's just milk, egg, and flour. And if that starts to get rancid, it's not going to smell great. So right now we're just sort of cleaning up as we wait for our oven to finish and we wait for our butter to completely melt. So what you're going to notice as you watch the oven, you'll see that the butter is melting and just covering completely the bottom. Just the bottom. That's what we want to see because what we're going that's going to give it a base and we don't even have to mix it. We're just going to pour the batter over and that'll help us help it cook, and it'll get mixed in throughout. But our oven's almost warmed up. If we look at our butter again, it's almost melted. So this is a recipe that you can eat it by yourself, but if you want it to taste really great, what you can pair it with is, we'll go over this again, but if you have lemon juice and powdered sugar, that goes really well in this dish. So, we go ahead and check our oven again. And if you have an oven with a dial like mine, mine has a dial and it has a light. So if you want to check your temperature, you just turn the dial down. And when the light goes off, that means the temperature has been reached. So you just turn the dial. And if it's at ours is warming up to 425, if you turn the dial and it turns off around 375, that means you have about 50 degrees to go. But our light looks like just went off, so we're going to get our hot pad. Open up the door. You can see our butter is almost completely melted. There's a tiny bit left, but that'll melt by itself. So I'm going to grab two hot pads just in case. And we're going to see it's almost completely melted. And if we shake it around a little bit, the areas where butter might not have set is nice and bubbly. That's what we want to see. We're going to want to put this someplace that's heat resistant. I'm putting it just on top of the oven. You're going to want to make sure that your butter is just coating, but you don't want to spill it because this is a very important step. So once you have your butter set out, once it's all melted, just take 
your mixture you made earlier. Mine is still in the blender. If you built mix it in a bowl, use that. Grab your pan with your hot plate so you don't burn yourself, and you're just gonna pour it on top of the butter all throughout. And you'll notice the butter sort of gets incorporated. You're gonna want to move it around so you can get around all the butter and also have an even layer. But there will be some butter at the top. It doesn't mix completely and that's okay. I'm going to set our blender down. And you'll notice there are pools of butter around. So it's not completely mixed together. And that's entirely fine. We don't even have to mix it. So we're going to just have it there. We're going to open it up and we're going to put our batter and everything back into the oven. And you'll see, because of the hot pan, there always there already looks like there's a thin layer that started to solidify. And that's great. That means the pan is hot. So we're just going to put it back in our oven. And we're going to set a timer for about 20 minutes. And in 20 minutes, we will check it. So go ahead and set your timer, and I will see you at the other side of the baking. All right, so we have about two, three minutes left on our timer. But if we look into the oven, we're going to keep the door closed to keep the heat in. But if you look, you should see the center looks like there's still a little bit of liquid in it. But you'll also notice that the outsides are starting to rise a lot. That is what you want to see. Now, this will go down really quickly once it starts to cool. But... Those ridges are what forms, especially if you have batter in the dish. If you don't have a lot of batter in a big dish, it won't rise as much, but you'll see those corners start to come up, starting to get golden. I can also see there's a little bit of bubbling. That means it's still cooking because we still have a couple minutes. But while we're finishing that up, let's talk about what goes well on this. So one thing that I've always had on this dish and really good if you take a little bit of lemon juice, just some from the store, or a fresh lemon, I usually use just a bottle, but you put that on there, on the top, and then you put powdered sugar on top, and there's no ratio to it, it's personal preference, but the lemon gives you a little bit of flavor, and then the sugar just brings it out the sweetness of everything, and I'm sure there's other uh, I'm sure there's other ingredients you could put on there. Fresh fruit, I think, would go really well. Maybe some kind of chocolate. If you have any suggestions, go ahead and suggest them on the Instagram page on this in a comment on this episode. And I, I'm curious to see what you all put on this thing. But no matter what, this is going to taste good. Like I said, you can eat it by yourself itself. But it tastes a lot better if you have some kind of a topping because the dish itself doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. It's just eggs, flour, and milk. So there's not a lot of flavor in it by itself. But it can go really well with a bunch of other flavors. So if you don't like lemon juice or powdered sugar or you don't have that, go ahead and experiment with it and find what you like the best. But we're almost reaching time on the timer. If we look, 
there's still a little bit of liquid, but everything should be cooked. You can see, I can see a couple cracks on the top. It is going really well. So, timer's about to go off. So if we can go ahead and turn off our oven, and then make sure we have our hot pads, and make sure you've already set out a place to set this pan that won't cause damage to anything. So, looking at the top, there's a little bit of liquid, but that looks like mostly melted butter, which is great. So we're going to let that sit. We're going to just take a knife and cut it. So the center should be pretty soft, but there should be a crust on the outside. It's exactly what you want. I'm going to cut it. After you've let it cool for a second, go ahead and top it with whatever you want. So another thing you'll notice is as you pull it out, you'll see that there's a light brown crust on the outside. That's your crust. That'll keep hold the flavor and everything. And the inside should still be nice and fluffy. And that's also because you incorporated that air. And when you do that, that allows you to have air inside your finished dish as well. So keep in mind that this is best served fresh because... As it cools off, it starts to sink down. But even when it sinks down, it tastes delicious. So, that's how you make a oven pancake. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the College Cookery Podcast. Today's episode has been Dutch Pancake, and that recipe comes from one of my family members. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on whatever your podcasting platform is so that you can get notifications for whenever we release new episodes. If you want more information and bonus content and sneak peeks about what's happening over the next week or few weeks, please follow us on Instagram at college underscore cookery. That way you can get up to date with all new information about the podcast. If you decide to make some of our recipes and you want to post something on Instagram, you can use the hashtag college underscore cookery as well and get the word out about some of the things that you've made. I look forward to seeing it. This episode was made with the Anchor app, so if you, want, you have a podcast idea that you want to get out, go ahead and check them out. But that is all we have time for this week, so I hope you enjoyed and happy baking.